Sean Lally is District 22's Republican and Conservative Party candidate. He will be on the ballot for the GOP. He is already a winner. Uh, from the moment he filed, he is going to be in the general election ballot, according to Ballotpedia. And uh, according to all basic uh, information that has been gathered by the State Board of Election uh, inspectors as of this time, as uh, the uh, uh, information is available. So we have a winner in District 30 of uh, the New York State Assembly. Not really a winner because he was the sole candidate running uh, for the Republican nomination. But Sean Lally has a lot to say, and we had a chance to talk to him. He is one of, if not the youngest candidate running uh, in the five boroughs. He is uh, definitely a millennial. At 22 years old, Sean Lally is a breath of fresh air in a somewhat crowded field of runners who've been running for the past, in some cases, 30, 40 years. Uh, here is someone who is excited just seeing his name on the ballot and feeling empowered by participating and doing his part. Let's listen in to what he has to say. Uh, how's everything again? I'm going to ask you that same question. Sorry, just getting your levels here. All right. Uh, doing good. I am just working polls. Okay. And, yeah. So you're 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 at the polls. Uh, are you excited? I mean, for someone your age to be, you know, seeing your own name on the ballot, uh, the way it is right now, uh, w- describe it to us. What's what's the feeling? It. I mean, it's it's very. It's for. I like I like the idea that I'm gonna get get I could get on the ballot and I could like. Actually, do something about these politicians that are. I think they can get away with anything. That they, I think they can, like, literally, like take take people's jobs away from them. Um, they can, like, subject people to um, criminal to having criminals out in their neighborhoods. They can basically get away with anything. Um, you know, but if I get elected, um, that could all come to a screeching halt. Mm-hmm. So uh, it 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 it's a feeling of empowerment, right? I mean, it's a feeling of uh, you know of of uh, equality against all these big names that you see out there. Yeah, it's a feeling like the dictators that have a chance of taking down these dictators. Like, um, if you had a chance to take down Joseph Stalin or um, Adolf Hitler, that that would I mean, that would be really a, a, a good chance. That'd be a good um a good chance to take. I mean, who who wouldn't jump at that mm-hmm. to take down uh you know you, you know Joseph Stalin, Adolf Hitler, Mao Zedong, Joe Biden, all these people in the same category. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so so I'm going to go to the the questions we sent you. Obviously, uh, you know, and and uh, you, you're probably one of the youngest candidates uh, of either party. Uh, you know, running at your age, uh, you know, uh, most people are allergic to elections and, and public service. 
uh, you know, maybe not the service part. I think people like to serve regardless of age if, if it's if it's in their upmaking. But but you know what I mean. Uh, you know the the, the whole politics thing. Um, so what what made you choose this path? By the way, just I, I never asked you that before. So I'm interested in this in public service because um, I've always had a dream of like improving the overall quality of life. There's a there 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 are things like that could very easily be done in Albany to just generally improve um, like water quality, to improve health, um, public public health for the entire community and not um, what, we're, what we're seeing now with um, uh, strong, strong men um, strong arming their way um, bullheading their way into um, uh, their, their positions into our neighborhoods where you have um, what's her name? Kathy Hogel passing a rule that she can intern people for any reason for, if, if she suspects that they're a health threat, she can say, oh, you can go, you're going to jail with no review. And she's, she's abusing her rights, her power as a executive of the state of New York to say, well, that, that she can um, put people in jail with no legislative review with no due process and that that can go on for and, and definitely um, my I, I mainly seek to like not do that to generally improve the quality of life for everyone mm-hmm. like um, uh, rising tide um, rises 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 all boats then just raise a few as it, I think for me, Kathy Hochul's um, current administration is basically rising tide raises a few boats, and we have to sink the boats that are raising that we don't want to raise. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're assured of being on a ballot right now, right? I mean, uh, basically, uh, how many opponents uh, did you have, or are, are there any opponents that that, that you had? Uh, uh, with the uh, with, with with the race you're in. So as a Republican, I have no opponents mm-hmm. in Assembly District 30, so I don't have a primary. Okay. I am running unopposed in the primary, but in the general election, I have two two opponents. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who I mean, I've talked to one of them, and you know, I I I do. I do think that he agrees with me on this issue. Of, of of being of, of not being an authoritarian of allowing people to not get vaccinated or not wear a mask but that's at odds with what his party wants the party the democratic party will 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 strong arm their 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 representatives their 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 people into voting for these bills that you know only only a globalist would want these kind of bills. Only someone who wants to destabilize America would want to get, take people's jobs away. Only someone who wants to destabilize America would 
kick people out of high school, out of out of, out of elementary school. Um, that's I don't I don't think it's the Democrats that are that are passing these bills. I think it's authoritarians mm-hmm. and globalists that are trying to advance this un-American agenda. So, you know, uh, platform and party mean a lot in New York City, and people do judge a book by its cover. Have you run into any of this so far while campaigning and uh, getting signatures? I know, I know that was a bit of a struggle, right, getting all those signatures. Getting those signatures um, was was much easier in the southern part of Assembly District 30. You have a base of support out in um, Ridgewood, and you really meet a lot of people in Ridgewood who 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 seek to get someone who want, who, who represents their values. Um, we see before the vaccine mass and vaccine mandate rolled out in force, you saw um, unprecedented um, amounts of people not wanting to get vaccinated. There was a, a 1.60% unvaccinated, um, uh, unvaccinated to vaccinated uh, rate in the uh, in, in other in other New York City or New York State. That's that's the reason the mandates rolled out because nobody wanted to participate in this globalist authoritarian agenda. That's the reason. It's it's not because anything else. It's because they can't get something done the right way, so they kind of have they can't do it legally, so they have to do it illegally, and they've gotten away with it so far because they are influencing judges. We see that with uh, Judge Valerie Caproni, who just recently um, ha- had to recuse, recuse herself from a case she was presiding over because she had massive conflicts of interest. She had $100,000 in Pfizer stock. Mm-hmm. In spite of... She had $100,000 in Pfizer stock even while she was presiding over a case that would have effects on Pfizer stock. So the, the, she, she provided, presided over many different cases that... Um, how do I phrase this? Um... And and you know, the, these types of things, you know, the the, the disclosure of uh, shareholdings and whatnot, you don't you don't hear like how many of the current people in the assembly or in the or in the, or in the New York Senate, uh, or the vice governor or governor, uh, do they have any Pfizer stock? Do they have any Moderna stock? Do you know all these other things? I am currently in the thinking phase of putting it on my campaign website. Um, I want to have the the all of my financial dealings on the campaign website so that you can see it. That's going to crystallize further as the uh, days, weeks, and months go on, and I, I, I'm going to have I'm going to have to really bring that bring that into a real tangible tangible thing that is going to be on the campaign website pretty soon because um, I think it's best to set the example mm-hmm. that if you want something done, um, people will, 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 will take your lead. 
people will take the lead that they that they might feel most comfortable taking it if, if Democrats. Um, see someone leading a good example, they will take that example. And I believe that uh, making campaign finance um, not only public but visible, um, high profile, can 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 make it much easier for voters for voters to decide who they want into office, who they want to represent them. Okay, the, the, the state budget this year, I think they're, they're going to say it's about 220 billion U.S. dollars, uh, you know, uh, if, if elected, uh, you know, what priority projects uh, do you see in District 30? Uh, what can or should the state of New York do uh, for oversight, for example, on New York City projects from the New York City budget, which is uh, another massive thing with $101 billion, uh, you know, and the spending of taxpayers' money uh, in the city. How, how, how can you provide oversight for that and also at the same time make sure that the resources come within your district? So, I believe... There are, uh, in my district, I know specifically there's a handball court that doesn't have like a gate at the top of it. So if you hit the handball, if you hit a handball over the court, there's like a, um, a kid, like like a swing set on the other side of this handball court. Mm-hmm. If you hit a handball over it, it's going to hit a kid in the head. And that's a project that I would absolutely like to see um, taken care of. I'd like to get a, a gate on top of the uh, Big Bush Park um, handball court on the uh, northern part of that. That's mm-hmm. not safe. You can hit a, hit a kid on the head while just while playing handball. That's not safe. Mm-hmm. So, but the, the $220 billion budget, I mean, if we over budget for who knows how many years, is it a decade, must be two decades, it's... I just think that's, I can't say I've crystallized how I can actually mm-hmm. get that. Well, you know, when, when, when you think about it, of course, you know, uh, uh, I guess, you know, all, all, all budgets and all needs are local. So would this mean that you would like, you know, like you mentioned the handball court, you mentioned, you know, playgrounds and that type of thing. Would you also seek that information from your constituents? Would you be more open to saying, you know, Hey, tell me where we need something. Uh, is that something you think of? You know, like a like a communication line, like a, an email address or a Twitter or an app where you know, hey, uh, we need this, we need that. You know, let me know. That doesn't sound that doesn't sound like a bad idea. Mm-hmm. They, they, there could there could be a well that would that that might be three one one. That sounds like three one one actually. Mm-hmm. But but specifically for the for the assembly for the district to have to have a well that could be on the on the uh, campaign website mm-hmm. yeah or, or your action. office website if you you know if and when you get elected right get elected yeah the yeah. office website make it a publicly available ledger of um, whatever needs whatever needs to be taken care of in the district. Mm-hmm. 
And, of course, uh, lately there has been these uh, Supreme Court rulings, uh, you know, regarding uh, gun laws, uh, uh, you know, the carry laws. There has been, uh, you know, the, the uh, religious freedom aspects that have been affirmed, uh, you know, uh, the, the right to, for people to pray, uh, so long as they're not interfering with anybody else. Uh, and, and also, uh, you know, uh, the right of uh, parents uh, to, you know, have a say in, uh, in, in, a, in a greater way what goes on in their children's schools. Uh, how do you feel about, you know, these things uh, in general? Um, first of all, I, I do want to say that I, I, I mean, I do support that abortion, uh, no, I, I, do, I don't actually support that abortion um, ruling because, I mean, cases of incest and cases of, that one specifically, there should be uh, exemptions for abortion. Um, however, this gun law, now that... Um, can you keep me up, get me up to speed on that? I heard about it, but I'm, I'm having trouble. Uh, can you jog my memory on that? Well, basically, with the with the open carry law, it it still is up to a court to decide. And and even with the abortion law, uh, it it doesn't really affect New York State because New York has a specific law that you know guarantees women the you know the the, the right to get an abortion. It would only affect New York in a way that people from other states where it might not be as readily available, might have to travel to New York and then, you know, I mean, our fellow citizens would probably need our help at that point. But with the gun law, it's, it's basically uh, affirming what the First Amendment says. Uh, they didn't really add anything. Uh, they just basically said, okay, this is, you know, uh, if you can and you've qualified to uh, get a permit, then you should be allowed to be able to carry that weapon outside of your home so long as you follow the law. It, that's essentially what the Supreme Court said. Obviously, there are different perspectives from the media. There are different perspectives from political opponents of these uh, decisions. And, uh, I really think that um, the area that you carry the gun in uh, makes a difference. Mm -hmm. So, out in, uh, out in rural upstate, if you're carrying a gun out there, there's a different police presence out there. It's not so reactive, not so um, proactive out in upstate New York. So, you know, mm -hmm. if something happens, that might be a 20-minute um, wait. That might be a 15-minute wait, just based on my opinion on that. That's, not, that's how I think. And upstate, that would, that would, that would, that would be um, a consensus. But in... Denser population. The open carry might have might. So I, well, that might enrage I, people. I guess is, is what you're trying to say. I talked to my right brother now. about this once, mm -hmm. and I asked him, "Why can't we just ban all guns?" He tells me, "Because if the government has it, they have the potential to use it against you." But if you have it, you have the potential to defend yourself against the government. Mm -hmm. If the government has a uh, a tank, you should be able to have a tank. If the government has a war an A-10 warthog, you should be able to have an A-10 warthog. If the government can have it, they can abuse their position of power. 
um, position of power. Uh, and we see the uh, example that's set in Sweden, or is it Switzerland, I believe, that everyone has a gun. And I don't think they even have a, they don't have a very strong standing army because, like, the citizens themselves have guns. If they were ever invaded, the citizens would be defending themselves. And I think that, I like that model more. I like that model of where citizens can defend themselves and wouldn't need to rely on a third party to do that, to defend themselves. But I do like, I do, I do, um, seen an ad a while ago about the NRA, um, no, the government, the federal government had rolled out like a, an ad about preventing gun suicide with um, having, by having a, a little, some, a little steel in the gun that makes it harder to take the gun out, mm -hmm. that, that puts a step in between assembling the gun. And I, I think that kind of gun laws really makes a um, positive difference in, in the lives of New Yorkers. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't really change, you know, the gun laws with, uh, like, let's say, the SAFE Act, which which requires a gun owner to have a lock on the trigger to keep the ammunition separate from the gun, so that if children, right. uh, you know, uh, get into their parents' uh, closet, let's say, and, and they see, you know, what to them might look like a toy... Uh, they're not able to. They're not able to touch the trigger. They're not able to. You know, even if they are able to touch the trigger, there's no ammunition inside the gun, and, it, and it's stored in another locked case. So, you know, uh, I think I think that's what you're trying to say. So, so keeping it safe and secure, right? Uh, keeping lastly, it safe. Yeah. Yeah. Keeping it safe and secure, and uh, you know, lastly, most importantly, uh, you know, obviously keeping children away from you know uh, dangerous. Items, whether they're knives or guns or uh, bulldozers, you know, uh, you just you just want to just want to make sure that, that the kids are safe. Lastly, do you have anything to add after seeing you know people voting today and, and what it's like? It's it's a good feeling when you're when you, when you get the when you have the when you're in a position to assist people in, in voting when you can be there to. I don't know, possibly prevent some fraud happening. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it's a good job, the uh, election, uh, working in the election job. Mm -hmm. But also, I mean, I thank you for having me on the show. Thank you for um, this opportunity. Yeah. All right, Sean. Well, best of luck to you, and uh, we'll be talking to you again uh, before the general. And, uh, you know, uh, wish you all the best and uh, hope uh, everything goes your way that you want it to. Okay? All right. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Bye-bye. Okay, Sean. Have a great day. And that was Sean Lally uh, speaking to us uh, from a polling place uh, somewhere here in the state of New York, actually somewhere up in uh, Long Island, uh, where he is actually working in a polling place outside of the area that he is running in. 
to take part and uh, be a part of the uh, primary. And uh, same thing, I think, will we'll be uh, seen in the general election. We'll see and hear more from him as things come forward. Definitely a diamond in the rough. Definitely a new face in the crowd. Definitely somebody who uh, has a lot of potential because anyone who participates, who joins, who takes part has potential. You know, that is the beauty of democracy. It is that it empowers all who join in. And the only real losers are those who never even try. I'm Mike of New York. And after all, this is the reason why people vote in elections. To get their side out, to represent their point of view, and we wish them all the best of luck. There you go. And I will be back again soon. Y'all have a great day. God bless you. God bless all of us. God bless these United States of America.